Before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to shout out our partners over at WagerWire. Dynasty Football Talk is powered by WagerWire. WagerWire is a first-of-its-kind app where you will be able to buy and sell your previously placed sports bets, jump in and out of futures all season long, cash in on those parlays before they bust, and trade game, game lines right up to the buzzer. This is going to change sports betting forever. Follow them on Twitter at WagerWire for all sports talk and Twitter spaces for fans by fans. The app launches next year. Be the first to have it by dropping your email at wagerwire.com. Gather around. It's time to pick the draft order. So, this is how we're going to do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Welcome to DFT. Dynasty Football Talk Podcast with my guys, Paul Edgington and Derek Cook. Let's get it. Welcome in to this week's episode of Devi Football Talk. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined as always by my co-host, Derek Cook. Derek how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing pretty good. Um, not a whole lot transpired since the last time we talked. I know there was a big game, but it turned into a snooze fest. But yeah, um, big game, my ass. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it, but uh, nothing crazy. Just a standard work week. A little tired. Pleasure to be here as always. Uh, having a good old night. How was uh, your day week? Well, it's about the same. Just a nice. Good old busy work week. Work week. Just glad it's over with. We can get to the weekend. And you're right. That was a snooze fest. I know. I watched the first half of the game, and I was pretty angry that the college football season's gonna end that way. Mostly because I know Michigan or Ohio State would have gave Georgia a better game, and then fucking TCU got in there. So, and betting wise, I did have. Most of my money on TCU, just just in case. I thought they had a slim chance with Max Duggan and feel good story and it's hard and carrying the team and just didn't happen. Quinn Johnson <clears throat> do fucking shit. He was what one catch for three yards, I think. That yes. offense was just not good at all. Yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> exactly with you. I I also put I don't think I put any money on Georgia because I was like, man, I. These odds for TCU are just its hard to pass up. And I was, I guess, blinded by the way TCU kind of throttled Michigan, although it was close in the end. But they they just looked good. They didn't look good against Georgia, but they looked really good against Michigan. So I just kind of anticipated go out there and, you know, do the same thing. Shock the world, blah, blah, blah. So I put, I put money on the TCU money line. Um, obviously them covering the spread. 
experience. If at the uh, very least, they'd cover the 13.5 point spread. Yeah, yeah. I, I did both just to, you know, hedge my bets. I, I figured it'd be a close... I, I didn't see 65-7 to seven in a million years. No. I, I didn't... I know myself, I didn't... I did, like, one or two, two, like, parlays. Most of mine were straight bets. The only ones I hit was the over-under of 61.5 or 62.5 for the game, and then uh, Max Duggan's anytime touchdown prop. You know, he got that rushing touchdown on the first first touchdown of the game. So those are the only two I hit. I had Max Duggan, uh, I think, for two rushing touchdowns. So I, I just I, I absolutely didn't make a single dime <clears throat> off of this game. I put all my money on TCU, and it, it turned out poorly for me. And... Again, like you said, I think was it seventeen seven. Georgia scored at right after that. I think mm-hmm. I think it was twenty four to seven, and I was like, "This game's over." Yeah, it's, they just steamrolled it from there. And I didn't I didn't watch anymore after that. Um, I was excited when TCU scored their first touchdown. I was like, "Cool, this might be a game." It was nope. not not even not even close. I mean, this was it just sucked. Considering how good the semis were. I was anticipating this this to be another game like that, but it just it just wasn't. It just it wasn't. And I, I had this discussion with uh, some fellows I work with that, um, you know, again, like you said, Ohio, both Ohio State and Michigan would have for sure gave Georgia a better game. Ohio State did give Georgia a better game. It was yeah. 42-41. And no doubt in my mind, Michigan could have done the same thing. Um just the unfortunately, shitty way. That's the last game of the season. Just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it should have. It should have been Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, TCU. Ohio State and Michigan should have played. Georgia should have got a cakewalk against TCU. This in a semifinal game, it would have been a snooze fest as well. But it's understandable. This for a national championship game. Well, that's the problem with the committee. You know, they don't want to see a rematch in the semifinals, so we're not going to see them that way because. We have the fucking power. Uh, and it does, then, does us no good either. Then you shit like this. Right. Well, it does a, a Big Ten as a conference no good either when both teams lost. Granted, yeah, they were both yeah. close, but they both lost. And I know there's yeah, your SEC homers out there that are just shitting on the Big Ten because in the playoffs we're like 3-7 and seven and they're 14-3 and three or whatever the fuck it is. And it's, it just sucks, man. This This game sucked. You know, I did a fair amount of live betting to try to recoup what I was inevitably going to lose and couldn't do shit right there. I did a lot of the um, who's going to get a reception on this drive type of bets and more with A.D. Mitchell a few times or, yeah, A.D. Mitchell. And that didn't go well. I knew I should have won Brock fucking Bowers right off the first possession. I was between him and A.D. Mitchell. It's like, no way they're going to let Brock Bowers come out and get a catch the first drive. And you know what? He fucking did. And it was, of course, plus odds. So it would have more than doubled my money. And I was like, damn it. I'll try to get next drive. And went back to him. I was like, fuck. And then his odds just slowly kept going down. Yep, and then I gave up. So this yeah. is just, fuck it. I can't do anything right this game. I watched till halftime and went to bed. I wish I wouldn't even watch that long. Yeah, I mean, Brock Bowers, 7 for 152 and a touchdown. I mean, it's – anybody who's this late on the Brock Bowers train that's in the Debbie space or even Dynasty space, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. And 
which is crazy because on the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group, I saw, I mean, it was like right after this game, it was like, I mean, this Brock Bowers guy's pretty fucking good. Is he the tight end one in the, in the 23 class? And dudes are just ripping on him. He's not a 23 class, you know. And, dude, it's the same thing. If you haven't heard of Brock Bowers by now, you're fucking late to the game. He is well worth the wait in Debbie Leagues. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have no issue drafting him. I'm so glad I got him in our uh, our Debbie League. Yeah. Now you've got a treasure to hold on to and beat in front of the whole league for the next year or so. Yeah. See if somebody will give your grandfather an offer for it. It's possible. My team's young, though. I'll probably keep you. Yeah. Is he possibly the next quote-unquote unicorn to tight end? I've seen a lot of people talking down. He's not athletic. He's not going to test well. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know what he weighs now, but he came into Georgia like 6'5", 225, 230. He didn't come in you know, 260, 270. And they're putting him on end of rounds, giving him handoffs, and he's fucking just outrunning defenders. According to ESPN, he's 6'4", 230. That's a pretty good size, you know. Not too big, not too little on the weight. He's still, he looks like a beefy boy, though. He's built. No, he is. I mean... We, we say it with Michael Mayer this year, and the motherfucker can play. He's Michael Mayer on fucking Roy. He's what Michael Mayer wish he could do. Yes. This, this guy, he's fucking fast. I don't know anybody. I, it's crazy that people want to say he's not quick, not fast. Blah, 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 but he's fucking fast. I've seen him run away from safeties. Mm-hmm. He, he is not slow. I mean, not his, uh, hit that old magical RAS score that people are looking for, but he's athletic as shit. Big, fast, strong. He can block. He can catch. He can run. He's an all-inclusive I mean, package I mean, tight end. When it comes to unicorns, I mean, like, are you saying like, like Kyle Pitts comparison-wise? Yeah, I and mean, Kyle Pitts is the unicorn according Kyle, to Dynasty Community. Kyle Pitts is a special case because he's athletically is something that I feel like we have never seen before from the tight end position. Brock Bowers is, I mean, Kyle Pitts won Brock Bowers too. He is right. He is right there, in in my opinion. I, I so love. I love. Where Brock do you Bowers. project Brock Bowers walking in as a rookie in your tight end rankings in twenty four? Twenty four. So you know, two two years from now. So obviously, Kyle Pitts will be one. I hope Kyle Pitts has a break. Or, I guess he rookie year was a breakout year, but he'll bounce back this year and have a hell of a year, I hope. Mark Andrews will still be up there. As far as I'm concerned, Kelsey will probably still be three, but you could probably make an argument for Brock Bowers there, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'd have him. I'd like I mean, to put him in two, but I don't think I could. I don't Mark Andrews is just as fluky as any other tight end to me. I don't think he's uh, over Kyle Pitts. He did that produce well, but he proved he can be consistent. Just like any other tight end, he didn't prove he's a uh, Travis Kelsey whatsoever. Like people are trying to give him the, the crown off Kelsey's head. He's not, in my eyes. Then we're talking two years, you know, Pat F., Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawk. Will probably be up there in the mix. I'd probably only want Kyle Pitts over Brock Bowers when it comes into the league, to be quite honest with you. 
And that's just... I mean, that's that's kind of where my head's at, too. And the only re- reason I say Mark Andrews is just because of what he did. You know, I guess I'm still holding out hope that he can maybe repeat what he did. Not this past year, but the year before. Without Lamar, it might, you know, different story. But, yeah, I'm for sure the only one when I would guarantee Kyle Pitts. Yeah? If Brock Bowers is available and I, I need a quarterback and Kyle Pitts is gone, give me Brock. Yeah, I think he'll be a top 10, top 15-ish pick in the NFL draft. I mean, Michael Mayer's going to go in that range. Brock, why the hell not Brock Bowers the year after? A way better weapon. If, if Michael Mayer goes in that range, there's no reason Brock Bowers shouldn't be a top 6, top 7 pick, in, in my opinion. I think he can do everything Michael Mayer does, but he's four times as athletic. Yeah, I'm. I'm all. I've always been aboard the Brock Bowers train, but I'm the one driving the caboose at this point. Give me all the Brock Bowers. I know you and I have already planned. We're gonna do a handful of Debbie leagues. This Debbie startups. So it's gonna be a full steam ahead to see where Brock Bowers lands. You took him last year, like two oh one, two oh two, something in that range. Yeah. So his ADP compared to that is only gonna go up. If we're doing um, when we made when we did that, I mean I, that was probably high. Oh yeah, absolutely know, for sure. But because drafted over Marvin Harrison Jr., he's drafted over a handful of guys. He's definitely drafted over Michael Mayer, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Mayer went no. before him. Yeah. Did he? Maybe that's that's probably why I went Brock Bowers. Um, but to in all fairness. Marvin Harrison, I don't think at the time had quite the hype. I mean, he no, he didn't. I'm not saying like Marvin we Harrison did this Jr. Draft in came out of April, right? I'm not saying Marvin Harrison came out of nowhere, but he he was very surprising in camp before this last season. Yeah, then the person that picked him also has C.J. Stroud. They right. we only did two rounds of Debbie. So they extremely lucky. They were a playoff team this year. Now they get Stroud. Then they'll get Harrison next year. Just they got a pretty good pipeline going. Yeah, just keep keep getting them as you guys, I guess. Yeah, um, that's what you want to do. I mean, yeah, I think Marvin Harrison's going to be a stud. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, C.J. Stroud, I think he's very dependent on landing spot. But yeah, I'll take my victory lap with Brock Bowers when he comes to the league. In that league, for sure. Why not? What about good old 25-year-old Stetson Bennett? Been seeing a little does, bit of buzz does, about does he him. Have, like draft buzz? Just a little bit. He could be a solid backup in the league. Backup? Backup. He could be draftable. You, you never know. And, um,. I believe it was Shane Hallam's most recent mock from a draft countdown. Mm-hmm. He did not have Stetson Bennett being drafted. And I was a little bit surprised by that. Even uh, just based on some of the quarterbacks that were drafted. You know, like Tanner McKee, Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Toon, Jay Kaner. I'd probably rather have Stetson Bennett over them. Yeah, I would say so too. He's already a 
He's already a damn veteran. Right. He's, um, he's proved he can pitch it around the four or five star players pretty well. What can he do with NFL talent? I think Stetson Bennett gets a lot of hate because he's 25 and blah, blah, blah. But you kind of got to respect the story. You know, walk on, earned a spot, was battling with what was it, Slovis last year. Or is it Daniels? Daniels. Daniels. Battling with Daniels last year. He's kind of always been Kirby Smart's guy, and now he's won back-to-back championships. And quite frankly, this year when he came out, um, he kind of lit it on fire the first few weeks. I was a little, uh, I should say little, I was impressed. I mean, I wouldn't. He's just a very arrogant SOB. He is very arrogant. He is. Um, I, I can see why the hatred being 25 and blah, blah. I, I get that. Um, but we don't hear that about Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker's not an arrogant SOB. Hendon no, Hooker's also not. injured. And, um, well, I mean, before during the season, we never heard a single thing about, well, he's doing this because he's old. But yet, for the beginning of the year, that's what we heard about Stetson Bennett. He's 24, 25, throwing the four or five star prospects against 18, 19 year olds. Of course, he's going to look good. I mean, I. I don't know. I, he was not the oldest Division One quarterback, though. There was a 29-year-old North Texas, their starting quarterback. 29. He's in the transfer portal, portal currently. He's got another year of eligibility. He is. I've, I cannot remember the exact story on him, but obviously an extremely late college enrollee. I, probably a baseball player. More than likely went the baseball route and then decided to go to college. Gotcha. Well, yeah. There's someone else older out there playing Division One football than Stetson Bennett, believe it or not. Well, let's not act like this hadn't happened before. I mean, like Brandon Whedon. Um, it's happened, just not on this stage. You know, not well, national, yeah, champion. national championships, blah, blah, blah. But uh, if you win back-to-back national championships, I mean, the guy kind of deserves yeah, he had a, hell of a, game. a little bit of credit. Yeah. And, you know, you can't put this one on the defense. I mean... 18 and 25 for 304 touchdowns. I think he had two on the ground. Yeah, too. he had a couple. He looked good on Yeah, so, I mean, he was accountable for six touchdowns. I mean, you can give him a little bit of credit. Just a, just a hair, yeah. He did look good on those scampers, even though they were perfectly schemed and nobody was on that side of the field for him. Right. But he still had to not trip, a la Daniel Jones. So he still had to get, get across the line. He still had to run. He still had to, he had to get there. It's yeah. not. It's not always about the, the, what the destination, but the journey. Yeah. So, so we'll we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up with our two favorite teams and news coming out of our camps. My running back Blake Corum is coming back once again, baby. I'm extremely happy about that. You can just tell from the camera shots of him during the TCU game that he just he wanted to be out there, and it was it was really hurting him not to get to play and. You just tell that fire and desire was still burning in him, in his eyes, that we've been this close twice. Probably being a homer, but Blake Horn plays, that's a completely different game, I think. I don't think so. I think so, because we would have been able to impose our will more in the run game with Blake Horn as opposed to a one-handed Donovan Edwards. 
Because they really weren't. I mean, are you saying if he would have played still hurt or if he was completely and totally healthy? Totally healthy. Okay, well, I think if Donovan Edwards is completely and totally healthy, it's a different game, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Even if he didn't have the club on one hand, it'd be. Right. That's what I mean. Like, different. if he had both hands and was able to use the offhand, I think it, it. I shouldn't say completely and totally different game, but I think you guys win. Um, TCU had a great defensive scheme. Was, you know, they play the, was it a 3 3 5? It's, mm-hmm. it's different. I don't think you guys were quite coached for it correctly in the first half. You started to make adjustments. The bad thing, you guys aren't meant to play from behind. Not multiple scores. Um, not a. I mean, you, you, d- you did speed. have some quick strikes on you know offensively, but you're you're not meant to be that way. We have that ability. I mean, but you showed it against Ohio State. Right. What? That's it's just not. I mean. The, I get what you're saying, shutting his house state, but when you break off three seventy-five yard touchdowns, seventy-plus yard touchdown runs, it did. Well, no, I'm talking about just the passing game. I'm talking about the run game. Showed it can be done through the air if it's set up. I mean, oh, a potato, potato. Only one of those was really a deep play. What do we have? Three forty-plus yard touchdowns. Cornelius Johnson one was a ten-yard curl route, and he broke a tackle and was wide open. It was. Quentin Johnston all over again against you guys. Regardless, you guys aren't known being fast strike offenses, put up points quick and in a hurry. Y- you can do it, but when you guys get down to multiple scores, that's not. It's just not. You know what I mean. You get out of the flow of your offense. It's you just, become one dimensional. Blah blah blah. Just all depends what they're gonna allow within the offense. Obviously, when they gave JJ some more free reign, he made fucking plays. That's what he is. He's a playmaker. Just, you gotta let him do that more next year. Right. Well, Can't. you need to let JJ do that more next year, and then you need to get some better weapons at the skill positions. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Which is hard but to do under Hardball. With Adams, Nico Collins, he was a very good fucking player in college. Extremely underutilized. Donovan Peoples Jones, another highly uh, recruited guy. Tariq. Uh, Tariq Black, yeah. who ended up transferring to Texas and then fell off the face of the earth. He was very good. He got hurt opening game two years in a row, but that game he went off in both of them. He was very good. You guys have had guys there, but uh, I, I feel like you them. guys severely lacked this year. Ronnie Bell was your – he was your leading receiver, but you could arguably say he was also your best receiver besides yeah. – uh, was it Cornelius uh, Johnson? Cornelius Johnson. Uh, yeah. Roman Wilson came along Yeah, but pretty good. To me, those aren't any, none of those are like big name. Debbie guys, in my opinion. No. Um, we lost sophomore Andrew Anthony, transferred to Oklahoma. That was he was a big, a big, big state recruit. Yeah. He was, I liked him a lot last year. So we'll see what happens with the next recruiting cycle because, like I said, you have to find something yeah, on the outside. Give, give JJ some options. Is Ronnie Bell's gone, right? Yeah, he declared. Cornelius Johnson is not declared. I think Roman Wilson is back for another year. Okay. So at least have at least one returning starter. One of our best linemen said he's coming back. Uh, Schoonmaker declared, but we we have Colson Loveland to take his place. So that'll be an easy transition. So at least he has one weapon he'll be familiar with with Loveland. (laughs) At least one, and then the running backs. Yeah, I was yeah I was just speaking you know receiver wise. Uh, AJ Henning's back I think even though he was mostly just a return guy he yeah, can be utilized sure on offense. Back too, yeah, if we're that depleted he could be utilized. He should be. I mean, he's fast. 
how my Mike uh, Sainerstrill mm-hmm. said he's coming back for another year. He might even get to play two ways. He was a former receiver and came arguably our best DB. He's definitely got hands. He does. So he so. could maybe Jabril Peppers him, put him out there on both sides. Why not? Why not? Right. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. It's looking more and more likely that Harbaugh's coming back. Thankfully, question mark. He hasn't met with the Broncos yet. He did. He already interviewed. I thought that he couldn't until the 17th. Nope. That was Sean Payton's interview was coming up. He's be Oh, okay. From, Sean, that's right. That's right. Reports are that he is their backup option. Harbaugh is? Yes. If they to Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. I don't think Sean Payton goes there. Uh, they'll have to trade for Sean Payton. Is he still... Under Locked contract in with the Saints. Saints, right. And I saw like a proposed trade of them giving up their first round pick for him. It's like, ah, nah. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing if you really think Sean Payton come think, in there. And, if you think that's the difference between being a non-playoff team to a playoff team, I guess. But in that division, I mean, the Raiders, I mean. Raiders are in the basement now, so you're worried about the Chargers and the Chiefs. You ain't Chargers ain't getting past the Chiefs. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere. And the Chargers aren't looking bad. I know it's a Debbie episode, but what the Chargers head coach did last week was just unacceptable, leaving the starters in that late. Oh, yeah. In a meaningless game, didn't matter for seeding, nothing. And then Mike Williams fractures his back. He's done for this year. And now you're going to walk into an extremely hot Jacksonville Jaguars hosting a playoff game for first time in how long, if not ever. Ever. And I, my money's on Jacksonville to take that one home. So yeah, if they lose, I think Brandon Staley's out. I, I agree with you. I, Chargers are a damn good team. I don't get why you leave starters in when you've got a playoff spot locked up. To me, that makes no fucking sense. You're not your playing for the one moving. seed. Right. It's not like you're playing for the one seed. This game matters. It does not matter. It's stupid. Uh, I agree with you, though. I, I think that Jacksonville is three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I picked them to cover and to win. But back to the Debbie College side. Betty. Regards the Harbaugh, seems like he's out on the Panthers' job. As far as I've seen, the Barcos were the only interested team of his. I've seen ties to Indianapolis. Wouldn't be the worst spot for him. Never more, more win-ready team. But it looks like he's coming back. So I'm... I'm glad if he does come back, but I was kind of getting excited about the possibility of Todd Munkin from Georgia coming in there and bringing that Georgia Bulldog culture and spirit and that offense, the way it's run, more pro style, using your outside weapons. I was kind of getting a little bit tickled pink about that possibility of an offensive mastermind like that coming in. Which to me is absolutely crazy. Like, Jim Harbaugh is supposed to be this QB whisperer. And I get like J.J.'s good and this is his first true quarterback. Hadn't been a transfer or whatever. But how can you be a QB whisperer if the guy doesn't have weapons? Like to me, my honest opinion, and like maybe I'm a little biased, there's no reason maybe. Michigan couldn't have a damn similar wide receiver room to Ohio State. Unfortunately, with the high school recruits, we've just have you guys not been lost recru- that. Have you not been recruiting well? Just can't get the big guys anymore. I mean, it's all happened with Nico Collins, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, Xavier Worthy was a Michigan commit, and then he flipped last minute to Texas. 
that could have been a really a game changer for us. But it just seems like the high school guys are just soured on Michigan if you're a wide receiver. We were in the running for uh, Jonte Cook, five-star, who I think the number three receiver in the class, or two, went to Texas. So we've been in the running. We just can't get that big fish. Can't finish it. No, we've had plenty of receivers come in, transfer out, switch to DB. So, I mean, do you think that there's like an underlying problem, or they just, just look at it historically? We haven't used them much. Run heavy offense. Yeah, DPG DPJ is doing well in the NFL. His talent shining through. Nico Collins is going to get his chance. So I think it's just them looking at the past guys that have been hiring recruits coming in and not doing much. That it's happened time and time again. And they're just not wanting to take that risk anymore in Michigan if you're a wide receiver. I gotcha. No, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like you said, you're not being utilized, so you can't sit there and put your all your skills on display. You run heavy office Wisconsin kind of you know they mm-hmm. don't get the high profile quarterbacks they don't necessarily get the high profile wide receivers it's linemen and running backs it mm-hmm. might probably change with Fickle a little bit but you know you guys will probably always get good linemen and good running backs damn straight if it's Harbaugh's choice it's like he builds it in phases but right. is he going to be around for the next phase is the legitimate that's, that's question, question every year at this time that is the, definitely the question. He's, he's building something very strong and very, very good. It's just a matter of how long he's going to be there to continue that build. We've got the offensive line, the running backs, the tight ends. Finally, have a quarterback. The defense has always been there. The only thing we're really missing are wide receivers. That's the last, it's the last brick Did, uh, to be laid. Tyler Morris played all this year? No. What no. about uh, Darius Clemens? Nope. No. He is going to be good if he sticks around. I'm very high on him. I'm just looking at like recent recruiting classes for you guys. And it's a three-star. Marion Walker? Nope. No. I think you guys have a three-star coming in, in this year. Yeah. We do. We don't have bad recruits. They need developed. Simaj Morgan? Yeah. Yeah. As I mean, like, uh, those first three guys I labeled, I think we're all four stars. So, I mean, it's not five stars, but four stars not bad either. Darius Clemens, I'm very high on. I think he'll be he'll be really good. I was really high on Andrew Anthony. He showed out as a freshman, showed flashes, and then this year didn't get a, as big of a role as I thought he was going to get. But that also contributed to Ronnie Bell coming back off his injury for another year. But unfortunately, he's transferring, and I think Darius Clemens will be able to step up next year and shine, hopefully. Just, if your name wasn't Ronnie Bell, Roman Wilson, A.J. Henning, Cornelius Johnson for the wide receivers, Andrew Anthony was out there probably the most after those guys, you didn't see the field. And we Has uh, Christian Dixon? No. Nope. I mean, you've had some, you've had some guys. Yeah, you know right. they just haven't they haven't panned out or developed or what you know what I mean. It's we had a really good one a couple of years ago. Uh, Kikel Crawford was a big playmaker, and one or two years in, he just wasn't getting the playing time and just transferred. It seems like giving early playing time to freshmen and even sophomores hasn't been the 
something Harbaugh's been doing at the position. Cornelius Johnson played a lot as a sophomore, did well. But outside of him, it's really the upperclassmen that have been getting it done and given the opportunity. I feel like that's been a a problem with like Ohio State too, mm-hmm. um, especially on defense. Maybe not so much this year, but like uh, last year and year before, it's a little you know a little different. But like we throw out like Taraji Mitchell, and like the guy was complete and total butt cheeks when we. I get like you know freshmen have to get acclimated and all that. You bring in guys like Reed Carrico and others. Uh, few others years ago Justin Hilliard like he finally made a, made a name for himself the last year he was there but that's because we were it seemed like we were running like a a 3-5 three, three or something you know what I mean we were running like a crazy defense like we had five fucking linebackers out there um, Justin Hilliard's a little different he, he had some injury problems but you know all these five star recruits that don't seem like they ever touched the field Tommy Eichenberg's coming back you know he, it's just and didn't Mitchell transfer to Florida as well? Yeah, yeah. So, lose him. Right. But I didn't, I mean, that, good for him. Go place, go somewhere you can play, because it's not like he really touched the, f- the field anyways. You know, you got Steel Chambers, uh, Tommy Eichenberg. Shit, I can't remember the last one. Um, I'm sure it will come to me, but I can't remember the other one. And speaking of Ohio State, lots of rumors swirling here in Columbus recently. Uh, number one. C.J. Stroud still has not declared. I think he's as good as gone. But for whatever reason, he just has not made it official. A lot of people were getting worried that he might be sticking around for another year. Maybe he doesn't need that NFL money right now. He might be in that boat. To me, I'm just... Well, from what I've seen, if he comes back, it's going to come with a huge NIL deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He'd He'd be... Probably second highest paid NIL quarterback behind Caleb Williams. Um, I don't really like. No offense, and I hope you know he's going to do well. Whatever, blah blah blah. I don't really want him to come back. You know, I'd rather see a Kyle McCord go out there or a Devin Brown, Lincoln Kinehold, I mean, one of the younger guys to get their shot. I just. Yeah, if he were to come if, back, if he he's stayed, kiss McCord goodbye. Oh yeah, he's gone because he's he'll be a junior this year anyways. He's gone. Um, Devin Brown might be gone. Yeah, he has to wait till he's junior to even compete. It'd be like Kyle McCord all over again. Then he's gonna have to compete with Kineholes. You know, I, I, I hope, I hope CJ goes. I wouldn't necessarily be mad if he stayed, but I hope he goes because I'd like to see something new, something different. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen C.J. Stroud for two years, and don't get me wrong, great arm, but repeat, 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 off schedule, off platform, all that shit. He's not the greatest. He made some plays against Georgia, but I was watching him for 24 games. The one game, he, the last game, he finally does it. Um, but I can I can see where people are coming out with are coming saying that he might be staying. I just, I just it, to me, it doesn't make sense why he hadn't declared. No. I mean, about everybody else has. Tommy's coming back. Uh, Dewan Jones is gone. Mine's Paris, coming back. Chris Johnson's gone. Right. Why? Why? I'm waiting on. Julian Fleming, I don't believe he's declared. He'll probably come back. Cause Kate he, Stover said he's coming back. Right. But to me, it makes it makes absolutely no sense why you haven't 
haven't declared and him staying like I, I, okay I get like getting some NIL money and if he's from money he doesn't need money blah 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 whatever but it's coming back you're you're not you're right now you're a top three drafted quarterback well what I've seen is huge NIL deal he wants Eisman he wants a natty he wants to be Michigan more so of the competitive nature would be driving him coming back. Of course, and I'm L money would be great, but it won't be NFL money. And you know, I'm sure you were getting to it. I'll just jump the gun. If he comes back, look at the quarterbacks he's competing against. He's not going to get above Caleb That's Williams. Exactly, yeah, Caleb Williams, and then might not get above Drake May. Drake May. I mean, he's probably Quinn Ewers, Ewers, but uh, who's a Shadur Sanders? You know, there's. That's a, right now he's a he's a top three quarterback coming out mm-hmm. this year, in my opinion. He'll be a top seven. He'll, he'll be, be a top, top, he's top three drafted top quarterback. Right, right. He'll be a top three drafted quarterback. Maybe fantasy wise, might be something totally different because Anthony Richardson throws a weird equation into the equation. Throws a weird variable in that equation. But yeah, if he stays another year, so now he's a year older, could get injured. Blah blah blah. I get. I, I can respect the competitive side. I like that better than just staying for money or what I'm about to say. To hope, you know, why why would you stay to try and maybe raise your draft stock? I mean, that makes no sense because you're definitely not going above Caleb Williams. He's not going any He's a bona fide 101. Mm-hmm. Um, like again, like you said, but Drake May probably take Drake May over C.J. Stroud next year. Uh, Quinn Ewers. It's maybe where I draw the line, depending on what Quinn does this year. If Quinn comes out and lights the world on fire, give me Quinn. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he repeats, has another repeat year like this last year, probably give me CJ. But you're not. I just don't see the point. If it's strictly for competition purposes, then it is what it is. I don't like it, but it is what it is. The NFL's going to be there. Yeah. It then will. there's the wild card, Shadur Sanders. He could skyrocket up draft boards <laughs> to say, right. And then, and then there's always one quarterback every year that fucking Means that's off the radar that just shoots. Not saying they're better than Stroud because they're not, but there's always DJU, Spencer Rattler's back. You just never know. Um, Joe Milton, we talked about him a little bit last he's week. He's my dark horse Heisman candidate. Then, of course, we still have J.J. McCarthy, Jackson Dart we haven't named. So many quarterbacks. There's, there's, in there's, there's class. a ton. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, like you. I'm not saying Cam any Moore of those guys like coming back. Yeah, any of those guys. I don't think I would say are better than CJ, but I think they all have a stone's throw of a chance to boost their draft stock above him. No, it's possible. Yeah, or at least in the same range to where NFL execs would be having that conversation. There's, I mean, there's some guys in those that list you just like. Cameron Ward's one of them that I. I would, I depending on landing. I'm, I shouldn't say landing spots. We don't know, but there's there's an argument. Mm-hmm. I, I, really, was, I yeah. really, like Absolutely. Cameron Ward. I really do. So we'll we'll see. He's got till we're recording this I think Friday, Monday, Saturday morning. 16th. Yeah, he's got a couple days left. Maybe he takes I'm, this weekend and gets talks some sense into, and he goes. I'm sure he's gone, but still worrisome. Jordan Addison. Has not declared either. He could be going back to SC for whatever fucking reason. If he does, he I, would, I would think that would take the Marvin Harrison Jr. shit out of the window. It could. Because I speaking of Marvin, he actually made a tweet just with a couple emojis. It was like a smiley face, was showing the teeth, and then a winky face. 
and this is not around the time of the C.J. Stroud rumors, but it was also after Brian Hartline was promoted offensive coordinator. I'm not sure if you saw. Yeah. I'm sure you did. But he deleted it. So, who knows? Could be C.J. Stroud, Easter Egg, or maybe about he's happy for his guy, Brian Hartline. Who knows? He deleted it for whatever reason. So, how, how do if you he, feel if about he was happy for Hartline, I doubt he deleted it. Exactly. Why would you delete it? It's a couple emojis. Right. How do you feel about Hardline being promoted to OC? I didn't see anything about play calling duties that I read, but he is at least the OC. I mean, you and I talked about it uh, last week. There were several names. I don't remember off the top of my head now. I'm getting, excuse me. I'm getting a little tired. Brain is running thin. But um, it's, it's not bad. I mean, he he played football at the highest level. He's got the brains. He recruited well, he's done everything well, exceeded everything he's done. Maybe. I don't if he's not if he's not calling plays, I'm not mad at it. You know, I I would have rather had somebody with a little bit more with some experience. Mm-hmm. Uh especially with the way this offense is and should be. It this offense should be should be complicated. You know, it, it should you should have plays upon plays upon plays. So I mean we'll we'll see. I'm not mad at it but I don't love it either. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Good for Brian Hartline. Watched growing up as a kid. Watched him, him and uh, the other Brian Rubisky, Terry mm-hmm. Michigan for a couple of years with Troy Smith. But I was, I wanted was, to see a big splash higher. That's yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think who was it that we talked about last week. I, I can't remember for the life of me. Um, back. former coach. Tom Herdman, but then we found out Herdman he was in the went heads. to FAU, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that now there's Cliff Kingsbury out there on the market. That's not a bad one. There was, um, I don't know where he's at currently, but Joe Brady. Oh. I'm not sure what bad. he's doing right now, but that could Because he was Burroughs' coach, mm-hmm. or coordinator at LSU. I wouldn't mind that one. There's, there's a handful. Na- Honestly... What I think happened was they gave him the offensive coordinator position because obviously they don't want him going anywhere. Brian Hartline is, and yeah, I think you got to agree with me. He's a top five recruiter, easily. I mean, for his position, yeah, overall recruiter. We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, he's because he's, Ryan Day's been the primary recruiter elsewhere other than wide receiver. Uh, Hartline's gotten some safeties for us. You guys have good safeties. No, Where are you he's, he's, he's gotten like, uh, was it Sonny from Columbus? Yeah, Sonny Styles. Yeah, uh, maybe not Styles, but from Sunny Pick Styles Central or whatever, whoever it was. I can't remember his name. Yeah, he's from Pick Central. He's big time player. Yeah. If he pans out, you guys kind of have a little bit of a track record going with he's, safeties he's, not he's, being very he's, good. He's a beast. He should be. Yeah, I'm looking now. I don't see anything about play calling duties just yet. Just he's been promoted to OC. So we'll see what that shakes out. I don't, I don't see why you promote him to OC but not give him the play calling duties since Ryan Day's handing that over, anyways. Uh, at this point, who would he be handing it over to would be my question. I mean, it seems like by default, that would just land on Hartline's lap because what are you going to do? Bring in. A co-offensive coordinator? Are you going to bring in a 
quarterback coach that's going to call the plays over your OC? I mean, is that really a promotion if he's not calling the plays? Not really. It's just a bigger pay bump and a uh, new job title. Yeah. With no extra responsibilities. Pretty much. And it says that uh, Kevin Wilson did leave to take the coaching job at Tulsa. Okay. Is where the opening came from. I gotcha. I think that we um, had, had, did he take it? He didn't take it at that time. Last time I told her, we talked about it, I don't think. I'm not sure. I assume that's the only reason why he left was he took the the head coaching job. So, still not seeing anything about play calling, which is unfortunate. But I'm sure the wide receivers coming into OSU are very happy that he's at least sticking around on the staff. Who knows, maybe he pulls double duty as the OC and still the wide receiver coach. I mean, it's very possible, and, and you could see why, um, you know, the, the wide receiver would be happy because that's their guy. Maybe they feel like they'll get some more favorable, favorable play calling, which I don't know if there's even any room to even say that because wide receivers have gotten plenty of plays, in my opinion. I just – I would have liked to have seen – I mean, about anybody with some experience, but I guess I can maybe see why they decided to promote him just to keep him around. Yeah. I mean, he can't hurt you if he's still with you, I guess. Yeah. And what I'm reading on 11 Warriors is that the OSU's announcement did not specify whether Dave will delegate play calling the heart line that OSU staff is now set, filled for the 23 season. Um... Yeah. Justin Fry is now your run game coordinator. Your assistant coach, Alford, is still your assistant coach, just not the run game coordinator anymore. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Brian Hartline was the passing game coordinator. I believe so. So I I could see him being the play caller. It only makes sense, especially given your staff is set, and if you brought in somebody else, it would just be an unnecessary hire at that point. Ah. That's who it was. Brian Harlake made a JTT. Mm-hmm. Ah, Joe Brady is currently the QB coach of the Bills. I didn't know that. I did not, and the Jets are doing their homework on him. They do have an offensive coordinator opening now. They let uh, the other LaFleur go. Oh. Is that baby LaFleur? That is baby LaFleur. Or baby, baby LaFleur. They're both still babies, but... That's true, true. That's the point. Yeah. Joe Brady could have been an interesting hire. I'm a big fan of his. But I didn't know he landed with the Bills. That would explain some things. Yeah, Josh that Allen. would... Uh, yeah. Yeah, can't, can't beat that. I mean... I'll go from being that, the that OC kind of, on the Panthers to Josh Allen's coach. Yeah, that's... Uh, Is that's that a, really a demotion? Hell of an upgrade, in my opinion. Yeah, less less stress, less eyes on you, and get to work with a top three quarterback and help develop that guy. But I can see him on the move again. He's still young. He's thirty four now, I think thirty three. Yeah, Brady's young. He's got plenty of years to go. He'll make football. he'll make his rounds. He'll yeah. I was hoping he'd land at Michigan after Josh Gaddis left this last minute last year, but I'm very extremely oh, that's, happy. With that's one of the names that I Josh was. Josh Gaddis. Yeah. Yes. We'll see what happens with him in Miami if he sticks around again. Which uh, 
Wasn't Josh Gaddis upset because Harbaugh wouldn't let him call plays or something? Originally? Originally, yeah. But then Gaddis was calling the plays. That's why I was upset that he left. He got what he wanted, and the offense was humming. He got his recruits in, and then from what I saw, it was he wanted to be the, he wanted to be the head coach in waiting with Harbaugh possibly taking an NFL job at any time. Uh, he wanted okay. that title, and they said no. So he said bye. That's just what I saw. I mean, you, you I, I guess just asking. I don't, I don't know. To me, that makes zero sense to even... I don't know. I don't I, either. I don't. I don't see. I used to say that about Ohio State for Ryan Day, but I don't. Michigan. If you guys are getting a new coach, I think it's it's going to be the same thing. Like I was hoping Ohio State with offensive coordinator, it's going to be a splash. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a promotion from an OC or you know. It'll to me it'll be you guys get I don't know like fucking less miles or. You know, every hire we made since Lloyd Carr has been. Not not promotion. It's always been a splash. Esta- established guy who Rich Rod, Brady Hogue, right? Harbaugh. It's somebody who's known within the space as a head mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's about all the Ohio State news, and still have Marvin Harrison Jr. floating around. Rumors still swirling. Just now, I've, I don't know when the transfer portal closes, but I don't think it's for a little while. So we're gonna be. Gonna be on edge. I'm pretty sure it's in February. I'm looking. Yeah, because it, it opens and closes multiple times during the year. I think once it closes this this round, it's not open till May again after spring ball. So we'll um, see what he does. Like, I think we'll hear more of a concrete answer. Maybe something from the him college directly. football transport window opened on December fifth, twenty two, and closes on January eighteenth. Yeah, two days after the declare date. Yes. So. So I think we'll. Obviously, we'll get our answer by Wednesday, but I think if Addison goes, it makes a little bit, a little bit more possibility that Harrison goes later. Especially if Addison goes and C.J. Stroud goes. Never know. I'm gonna put my foot down and say Marvin Harrison ain't going nowhere. More than likely not, but it makes things, things, make things interesting. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with the way Ohio State's recruited at the wide receiver position. Obviously. You're not going to be able to day one replace Marvin Harrison Jr., but there's there's guys. If Julian Fleming comes back, that would help yeah, fill that void. Uh, his problem, he he's just still raw. Yeah, four years in, three years. This was year three. Yeah, he didn't redshirt at all. So yeah. and he was he was the number one receiver of his class, I think. Yes. He was like number one overall. Yeah. Number two overall. It was the same class as JSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, JSN, I think JSN was like overall number 13 or 14. They're both five stars. Yeah. I but remember that. Julian Fleming. Julian Fleming's problem was he played, in high school, he played on a team that ran a triple option offense. Mm-hmm. And he still you know, did great, but he's just, he didn't have to be a route technician or. He's also six four and can jump out of the building and you know he's just he's a crazy athletic raw guy. Yeah, he's still got work to do. I I think it would be stupid for him to leave, but it's wide receiver classes rather weak compared to past years. Yeah, if you want to go chase money, man, I mean go for it. I'm sure a team will take a dart throw on him. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Somebody would. You know, probably be a round three, round four pick. Yeah, that about wraps us up. I don't think there's any more transfer portal news, anything like that going around. So we'll see you guys again next week after the uh, declared deadline, after the transfer portal closes back up. So I'm sure we'll have some good juicy tidbits coming out of those two deadlines. I'm most curious to see what Cameron Ward does. He hasn't announced one way or another if he's staying or going. For me, that's a pretty big one. I've Hopefully he goes. It'd probably be better for his draft stock. Easier quarterback class to slide into compared to next year. So, especially, especially if CJ goes or stays. Yeah. yeah I'm sure CJ's gone. Like I said, I don't see any benefit to him for waiting unless he truly is that Just torn. That, that competitive. Jordan Addison. I don't see why he wouldn't go whatsoever. You went out to SC to raise your draft stock, which you did, and to be a top receiver in the class, which you are. You can't go any higher, and you won't be number one next year. No. You might not even be number two. Right. You sure should not number one. That's that's locked up. You could be looking at four. Right. Two through four. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I can't wait to see all the news and see how things shake out. That'll give us... Good old opportunity to start up some more mock drafts once we have a list of everyone that's yeah, once, staying and going. Once we know for sure who's, yeah, like you said, staying and going, it'll be it'll be really interesting. Well, yeah, but we'll go ahead and get out of here. I wonder if Travion transfers because mine came back. Impossible. Dallin Hayden looked good, and I think you guys have another highly touted running back coming in, mm-hmm. like always. And we still have Evan Pryor. Yeah, he's still hanging around. He hadn't done anything, but he was was a four-star. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and get out of here on that note, and we'll see you guys again next week. You can, of course, follow us and hit us up on Twitter at GUMP7285, and then D underscore K-O-C-H-9-3, and DFT Podcast. And hopefully you guys enjoy the little break from college football we have, and get ready for the draft season. Have a good rest of your weekend. See ya.